Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. This episode contains spoilers from Kingdom of the Wicked by Carrie Maniscalco and The Raven Boys by Maggie Stepavater. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm, I'm hanging in there. It's, what day is it? Tuesday that <laughs> we're recording right now? On a Tuesday. So, on a oh, Tuesday. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it's, been, it's been a day, I've been up since... Um, pretty early. I went to the gym this morning and, you know, it's been, it was like a madhouse. I slept in as late as I possibly can, because as much as I wish I was a morning person, I'm not like, I love mornings and like drinking a cup of coffee and like hanging out before work, but getting out of bed is just a feat, man. It's just impossible for me to do. So, uh, I'm terrible about that. It might have something to do with the fact that I go to sleep at midnight every night, (laughs) but, um, you know, it is what it is. No, it's good. I'm good. I literally, just as we were speaking prior to this, bought a book. So I'm pretty excited about that. We were just talking about Neon Gods and I just bought it on Amazon because it's on sale. So I bought it because that's who I am as a person. But I've actually been pretty good about books lately. Um, as far as like outside of like book of the month, that's probably the first book I've bought probably since you were here. So a couple weeks, which is quite the feat for me couple weeks so yeah (laughs) Yeah, hey you know me I'm like I'm psycho when it comes to that so but yeah so how about you all of us do it oh my god it's a struggle I'm like I can't buy any more books I just bought one but I can't buy like I'm at capacity (laughs) add to cart (laughs) yeah seriously it's a problem it's a major problem totally fair I think we're all the same I'm good. Yeah. I'm also trying to start like getting up and working out in the morning. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I gotta say about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, I'm not a morning person either. And I think really like as readers, we're all like night owls. I don't care who you are. I feel like all of us are as like a community. So yeah, I've been really struggling, but I'm <sighs> the nice thing that's come out of this is I've gotten back into doing audiobooks at the gym. So I've managed to blow through almost all of Crescent City, which is a 25 hour audiobook in the span of like three days oh my gosh. because I just can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> such a long audiobook, It's unbelievable. But yeah, that's about it. I think I've been pretty good. I, um, I don't think I've gotten anything since last week. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my book of the month box to come in. Oh, my, I pre-ordered uh, kingdom of the cursed and it has not come in. Kirsten also pre-ordered. As have I, and it is not here yet. Amazon, I have a phone to pick with you. Where's my damn book? Said it would be here by eight. It is currently seven. And I have another like, state. <laughs> yeah. It, I looked at, I looked on Amazon and it's in Kentucky right now. So Amazon, get your shit together. I need my We're book. We're doing fine. I, okay. I'm like, I'm such a shit bag for, I'm such trash <laughs> for the pre order incentives. So like, Same. I'll definitely just go to Barnes and Noble the day of, if I really want that book. pin though, is just like, it's so, I'm so excited. Yeah, um, but she did yeah. such a good job with them that I'm like, ugh, I'll just wait. But it's so annoying. Like when you pre-order a book, I feel like it should arrive the day of. And I know that like yeah. we've all as a community had this debate, but I'm just so annoyed because 
Barnes and Noble takes forever to ship. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh yeah. Cause you got the, yeah. Well, I got Amazon and usually, usually they're pretty good. Like every pure pre-order that I've done through Amazon has gotten there like the day of, and I don't know if it's just cause a lot of people pre-ordered it or what, but, um, yeah, it's, it's taken a moment. So I'm not the happiest about it, but it's okay. Cause for anyone who doesn't know, this episode is about kingdom of the wicked. So, um, I'm happy that we're doing this episode without the influence of kingdom of the curse, kingdom of the cursed, um, uh, prior to like getting it. So yeah, I, but I want my book, but I, I did lie a little, little fib earlier. I did buy some merch because that's who I am. I started getting into uh, Lore Olympus. And for those of you who don't know what Lore Olympus is, it's like a kind of like a comic cartoon situation. It's on Webtoons and um, it's a Hades and Persephone situation. And I'm obsessed, like so obsessed. Uh, I'm just like, I'm, I'm absolutely in love with it. So um, I've been reading that and I ordered some Laura Olympus merch. Um, I'm very excited <laughs> for it to show up. So um, yeah, but I've, I've been pretty good about buying things, but yeah, I, we'll see how long that lasts. My plan is to have a book buying ban until I get through my actual books, but yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah. It won't. <laughs> I, um, I'm optimistic though. Fair enough. Same. I keep telling myself that also, I mean, I keep buying merch, but I haven't bought anything recently. Like I said, last time my fairy loot thing came in. So that was really exciting. And that's about it. That's like, I've gotten, I think I feel like something came in, but <laughs> I'm going to think of it in like 20 minutes or something's so. like on the way. Yeah, something's like, definitely on its way. I, I bought the, uh, Scorpio races box that's oh, yeah. coming like sometime this month so I'm just patiently waiting for that and the blissfully bookish pajamas are supposed to ship out I think November Ooh, or the exciting. end of this month and I just cannot wait that's so exciting so those are the things that are like in my cart to be shipped if that makes sense at all yep anyways yep. so love that we've been decent we've been okay we're we're thriving we're hanging in there. We're doing, we're doing the thing. <laughs> anyway, so what are we talking about today? Well, like I said earlier, we were talking about Kingdom of the Wicked. Um, you read this before I did, and you were like, you need to read this. And everyone was like, you need to read this. And I read it yesterday. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, there it but, is. But as soon as I finished it, I was like, we need to talk about this now. Like, I literally was like immediately on the phone with Tatiana, like, we need to talk about this now. Like I can't not wait to talk about this. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this book. I really, really like this book and I'm so excited to see how the rest of the series goes. I cannot wait. How many books are in the series? Three or four? Three. Three. There are three. I, yeah. Who knows? That's all I can figure out also. I just, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just want to know, in my heart of hearts that there's only one more to wait for after this. I know I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is going to be such a shadow and bone moment of like watching it immediately after it comes out and then being like, now I have to wait an entire year and a half until the next season comes out. Like, 
it was such a like shadow and bone Bridgerton moment of just like guess I got to wait now that's <laughs> the problem with like being involved in all of this this is why yes. I refuse to read the last hour series because I'm like I know because Andrew Claire loves a good cliffhanger and I just can't wait another year and a half to find out what happens so I will just wait until that series is done <laughs> it's completely done I'll yeah. just wait until the whole thing's over because I'm not yep. doing it <laughs> I feel that I feel that yeah yeah that's how I'm feeling right now with ninth house I'm like I really I love ninth house like if anyone doesn't no if you haven't listened to any of our episodes I love ninth house and um I'm very excited for the next book to come out but this is going to be such a it's going to be so painful because this is the first I think this is truly the first like series Mm -hmm. that I'm like waiting for like I've read the first book and I'm waiting for the second book and the third you know yeah it's like like the waiting game of it and I'm gonna have to reread it which I'm not mad about at all because I'm obsessed with it for the first like Mm full-on release thing that you've done yeah crown of gilded bones crown of gilded bones but I think it I there were two books out before but yeah there were two books out before and I had pre-ordered it before I read from blood and ash because we were planning on doing an episode like episodes on it so I was like okay but this is like and kind of the same thing with kingdom of the wicked whereas like with ninth house i this is like that's like the first series where i'm like like this next book needs to come out now like i cannot like i'm gonna pre-order that as soon as it's released like i just like cannot wait for that book to come out so uh very excited but yeah i would say but i am excited for this series i really enjoyed this this first book and i I'm so excited to read the second book. I'm so excited to read Kingdom of the Cursed. Yeah, the covers of these are so pretty. If that doesn't convince you to read them, nothing will. They're so beautiful. And I I think I decided to like, oh, we talked about this, but like paint my edges of the book. And I'm debating on what I want to do. But I'm, I'm kind of excited because I've only painted the edges of one book and it turned out decent. So I'm kind of like, do I risk it? <laughs> or I... do I leave it alone? Oh, should we get so, into it? Let's do it. So let's do it. Let's do it. I had some like vaguely high hopes for this book because of all the hype that I had behind it. Same. And it definitely lived up to my expectations. I have Same. not read Stalking Jack the Ripper. Neither have you, right? All in the books have not read the series yet, but I've heard like really great things about her. And I think she did a really good job writing this. I did briefly skim slash sort of read this again today. Um and realized I was very confused for a lot of it, but I think I just like her writing style so much that I'm okay with it. Yeah, there's a lot of like back and forth, who done it, what is happening situation. She, she writes it so, she, yeah, she writes it so, oh my gosh, the theories. We will get into the theories at the end yeah. of this, but like, I, yeah, um, I really enjoyed her writing. I really enjoyed the story. Sometimes when it's, I feel like um, sometimes when stories are kind of written that way, where it's like that one character in the one place and they're not like traveling around or I had actually expected her to like go with Raph to like the kingdom of the wicked, (laughs) you know, to his house. But I didn't, I didn't expect her to be in Italy the entire book. Like that wasn't what I had expected um, going in. And usually when it's like, placed in the same spot and she's like running around all over the place you kind of get bored with it you're kind of like okay like are we done running around this is annoying okay but it she just wrote it so well that it wasn't it didn't it didn't get boring and it was always interesting and always like 
kept you wondering who did what and (laughs) what the hell was going on. I totally agree. I would like to shout out. I I love the fact that this is set in Italy and not France. Um, (laughs) Sort of thing. All the food. I was just like, I need some like, yeah pasta and some pizza and some like really like like home-cooked bread and like yeah. I just I need it all yeah same I think I really like the descriptions of it and I think the way that she sets the story up at the very beginning like the prologue instantly has you hooked you know you have a prophecy demons witches you know the don't do it type of situation or the world will end thing like straight from the get-go um did you have a hard time kind of understanding the witch infrastructure and how all of that was set up? Because for me, I think the further I got in it, I understood a little bit more, but at the beginning I was like, I'm confused as to what a starborn versus like a moon, witch versus a shadow, witch versus a, they're all the same thing, which was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, I, I just, it was like, obviously that there's always like the light and dark way there's always like are you a good witch or a bad witch like I, what, that, what I do <laughs> like that it, very like wizard of oz for me yeah i think it, i like that it did follow the like rules of magic which i feel like we haven't yeah. gotten in a lot of these books but this was very vampire diaries like a magic all magic has a cost that kind of thing so i did appreciate that it followed mm-hmm. the rules of magic yep quote unquote yep yeah Maybe i air quotes it's all real no, i'm just kidding <laughs> but it is um no i yeah, I did like that. I like that. I like that kind of, I mean, and we got that too in Serpent and Dove and, you know, the cost of magic and the, you know, you have to pay the price. Like, um, and so it was very interesting. I, I really enjoyed that. I, I just love any kind of like fantasy surrounding some pretty traditional lore around like witches and werewolves and even vampires. I was kind of shocked there was a vampire thrown in there um, and, you know, demons. And I, I, I thought it was so, it was very classic fantasy like characters, you know what I mean? And I really enjoyed that. So I love um, that it was based off the seven deadly sins too. And there are yes. the biblical references on it because I feel like it's I think it's supposed to be set in like the 19th century or something like that. Like, yeah, not quite like old and olden times, but somewhere in between. Um, but I, I, I love that it was, you know, the seven princes and they're all yep. based off of like the seven deadly sins. And that felt very like Dante's Inferno to me and the mm-hmm. way all of it was set up. And I think she did a really good job, like structuring it to make yeah. it not confusing. And I just, I loved the princes. I think the characters that she built with for them oh, were just, they were amazing. Phenomenal. So good. Just so, uh, I just, I had so much fun and I was just like, okay, we've met this prince and we've talked about this prince. And I'm like, you know, this prince is this and this prince is that. And, you know, I loved how she also just tied them, just their descriptions too. I mean, when you meet Envy, he's like dressed in like green, like velvet. And like, he has like green eye or does he have, I can't remember if he has green eyes or not, but he's like, you know, cause it's like, you know, you're green with envy. And so it was just such like, if so and the way she wrote all of her meetings with them is like the yeah. very beginning conversation. She's like, Oh, I think I know who this is. Okay, great. Oh wait. Now I'm starting to like get angry that I don't have enough power and they shouldn't have as much power as they have. And mm-hmm. I hate them for having, a- and then she's like, Oh shit. I'm envious yeah. and that's envy. And so I, I think that was so good. And the same with lust, like, you know, she goes down to the beach or whatever. And I, I just, I think that was written so well. Mm-hmm. And again, felt like Dante's Inferno and it like really draws you into the story. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was so good. I mean, she just, she wrote them so well and her world building and you could just like, it was so great. Cause you could just, you could, you could 
feel the like heat from the ovens in her family's restaurant and smell the bread and the food cooking. And you could just like hear, you know, the, the dinner rush and the line of people and, you know, just, and see the, you know, the, the streets and look down into the ocean, onto the ocean and, you know, all of the things. And it was so, it was just written so well and just so beautifully as far as like world building. And you just felt like you were there. And it was, uh, I just, I was, I was immediately sucked into the story. Same. And I feel like, so, you know, we, we kind of get at the beginning a foretold prophecy from her grandmother. And I, I liked her grandmother's character. Um, I would have liked a little bit more, I think of her parents and them, but they're not super involved in the very beginning of this, as far as like the witch part goes of it. And we don't get until I think about 50 or 60 pages. And before you realize that her mom doesn't have any witchcraft in her. So they say that it only goes like all the rules of witchcraft. <laughs> it only goes down like the female line, but not everyone can get it. And so their parents don't have it. Um, and they're basically given these two like amulets and they say to never let them touch. And that's kind of the start of the book. And we get this vibe of like something ominous is going to happen. Um, I love Amelia's personality. I think she makes a really good MC, and I think she develops a lot as she goes and becomes like more like her twin. Victoria. I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of Victoria initially. I feel like she dies very early on. We're like very three quickly. chapters in and like Halas mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. Like very quickly, you only get, you get very little dialogue from her. You get very little interaction with her. There's the interaction in the beginning of the book where, you know, she like scares, um, scares Amelia and Antonio. And then she talks to her about a dream. And then the next day they're at the restaurant and she's very distant. And she's like, I don't know why she's being so like grumpy. Maybe she had a fight with her lover. And so she's like trying to run through all these things, you know, and then she, Amelia remembers that she forgot her basket or whatever at the monastery. And so she goes over there and she sees, she's like, you know, traveling along, trying to find her basket. And then there's like no one there. So she's a little creeped out and she goes down to the catacombs basically. And then she sees a man standing over a body and he touches said body or whatever. And like, pulls his hand back and like tastes the blood that like he pulled back and it's kind of cool and then she panics and she's like get away go like she freaks out and then he kind of panics almost because he didn't didn't expect her to be there and then he like takes off and then she turns around and she feels this pull to the body and she's kind of panicking because she knows who it is but she doesn't know who it is she doesn't want to believe you know who it is basically and you know she feels this pull she pulls back the like veil on this like body and it's her sister and so she like obviously panics and screams um I was just this whole scene was so sad and it was just like so heartbreaking for like she you know kind of goes through that continuous like those like stages of grief and just like you know she's like no she's not dead like she's like in denial you know and she gets very angry and she like poses it on herself it was just yeah how did you feel about this whole like situation here yeah like I said I would have liked a little bit more of her sister like I just felt like she died really early I get the, the premise of all of it um I like that her redeeming thing is that like she's gonna find the person that killed him and blah, 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 and do whatever she can. Uh, 
to like enact revenge, uh, which I felt like was a bit out of character for Amelia, like right at the get go. But I feel like it set a really good like precedent for how the rest of the story was going to go. I think that, I don't know. It, this feels very Raven boys to me where there's like foreshadowing that we kind of knew about from her saying like, quote, literally like a quote that was like, or not a quote, her just literally saying exactly what she meant. She's like, I'm going to go marry the devil. I would invite you, but our wedding's in hell. And it's like, <laughs> it just felt like the Raven voice where Noah's like, I'm dead or I'm going to die or whatever it is. And you're like, okay, wait, what? Are you serious? So I, I don't know. I, I was a little bit frustrated with like how quickly she died. And then again, how like vague her explanations of things were, but that was just my irritation in her sister in general. Um, I liked her character and how she is like, I was mourning for like a hot minute, but now I'm like, on like now I'm on the vengeful path um, and goes and ends up summoning a demon. And her first interaction with Rafe is hilarious. I just can't even believe that that was like how that was all set up. But I love that it was like in a cave and he's captured in there. And he's like, um, what did you say? And she's like, yeah, I just said like a couple of these Latin words here. And he's like, um, I'm sorry. Uh, say, say that just one more time for me. I'm he's sorry. like, can you just like not, can you like take it back? And she's like so stubborn. And I, I thought it was so interesting that I thought it was so weird that he wouldn't like tell her what it meant because if he told her exactly what it meant, she would have been like, all right, sayonara. Like, yeah, have a nice life. But basically she, you know, says these words and then all of a sudden there's this like tattoo that appears on her arm and his arm and they're matching tattoos. And it's like two moons that are layered and like a bunch of stars. And so she's like, that's weird. And then that's suspicious like travels off and she's like and he's like um can you let me go and she's like nope sorry Rath like have a nice day I'm gonna go and find who killed my sister how so did what you were feel your thoughts on like the blood oh go ahead I was just gonna I was just gonna ask that did that feel okay so for, so he says it and he's like make a blood oath with me and I'll protect you so when he said that did you think that that was like sell your soul type of situation or yeah. like uh let's just seal this spell type of situation I don't know reading further on like further on I'm like is this like a like (laughs) is this like a is this like a we're sealing the deal of her spell or is this a like actual like I'm I'm gonna protect you but also a lot of it was everything yeah yeah or just like one of those yeah it's the the final soul right and so um yeah I don't I don't know. I don't know how I felt. I didn't know how I felt about it. I thought she was smart for being like, <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to take a blood She's oath. Like six months. That's too long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Cause this is all going to be over in like a week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mm-hmm. thought it was like really interesting the way that he phrases all of that. And then, you yeah. know, one scene later she meets Envy and he's like, sell your soul. And she's like, oh shit. Oh damn it. Oh, I am so She's like, there are more of you. Good for me. I didn't do it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought that was really clever in the way that like all was written and how we meet Envy. And then she's like, wait, I made some mistakes. And also I didn't make mistakes. So good yeah. for me. Like she's you know? just every interaction that she has with every like prince, every like creature, she's it's like it's very it's a very learning experience for her. Like everything. She's like, next time <laughs> I shouldn't do that. Like, later. Yeah. So she's very uh 
I, I loved her. I loved her character arc throughout this whole story. She's, I love that she, in the beginning, she just, she kept referencing what would my twin do? What would my, what would my twin do? Like, I'm going to do what Victoria would do. And then at, towards the end of the book, she's like, no, I am doing this. Like, Victoria's dead as much as it pains me. Like, she's gone and this is up to me to take care of. And I am doing this. She isn't. And so I loved how she really came into herself towards the end of the book instead of like, still relying on that like crutch of like well like this isn't me like you know what I mean yeah like I would never do this but my sister would so like I'll blame her yeah for all my character flaws Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really like the way that it was kind of a mystery for her to figure out I I I love this I guess I don't even know if this is actually an actual trope but I love when there's some main character, important character that dies and you have to like sift through their life and try and figure out, you know, like all the things that happened or how they got killed or what happened leading up to that. And when it's always like a big shock for the, yeah. for the MC to be like, oh my gosh, she would never do something like that. Oh my God. She did do something like that. That's embarrassing. That's so embarrassing that I yeah. didn't know that, you know, that's my favorite. <laughs> that's like one of my top five non-romantic tropes. Yeah. I, I love, I love the diary, how she yeah. like, finds it. And I love how she's like, I tried to like open it gently because it like, I didn't want to rip anything. And then I, it wouldn't open. And so I was like, tugged a little harder and a little harder. And by the end I was like ripping it, throwing it against the wall, trying to open things. Like, it's so funny how she started up just like trying to be all gentle with her sisters, like things. And then she just like, is trying to like pry it open with her foot. Like I, I loved it. I, I thought I, I, it was just all written so well and her you know talking about you get these bits and pieces about her family and about their past and like their favorite food and what they would do for their birthday and like these things that you know would happen and um I loved her grandma I loved how her grandma two things one thing though it just like and this is something that's said throughout is like they're like oh you're a shadow witch or oh like the prophecy or oh this that da 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 the brides and et cetera et cetera et cetera and it's like and she's like I don't know about or the horns of Hades like I don't know about any of this and I felt like her grandma was so always like preaching like all of these things but was never like really took it seriously and was like no like this is this is the thing like we need like there's a reason we're doing this and there's a reason you know et cetera and never and she never truly prepared them yeah everything was for, like a folk tale forever well yeah and it was that and it was just like I mean in a lot of the situations she was in she she would be like oh I came up like I can't think of a skull for any of this and I'm like it just shows how underprepared she was to like do anything you know what I mean like I mean same me too but like I, I don't know I would it just like I felt I felt really bad for Amelia at this point because she's like if, if you would have asked me three weeks ago, if I would be traipsing through my hometown, looking for a prince of hell being chased by invisible demons, like I would have laughed in your face, but now like it's a thing and it's a, it's real. And it's, um, I just, I, yeah, I was a little, I was a little upset with her grandma for being so cagey about that. And then it, it actually like being a very dangerous situation for, well, one of them died. One of the twins died and the other one got caught up in all kinds of crap so and gam gam almost gets killed you know like yeah and that's kind of Mm -hmm. like could have been i think maybe more so prevented but uh, yeah i i i really liked her grandmother's character and the way that she was portrayed as like 
this kind of matron of the house realizing that like things are dangerous but also at the same time I appreciated that there was Claudia and like her family and her chance to kind of learn like different things and new stuff I felt like there was just a lot of like easter eggs and foreshadowing that I'm hoping these questions get answered in the next book because some of it is really frustrating and I don't always enjoy the like cryptic well you shouldn't leave that alone because it attracts the you know princess of hell like don't touch the diary and all that kind of stuff and it's like I agree with you like could someone have told her a little bit more about why and like what the prophecy was and you guys clearly know why these girls are getting killed like it's not just casual because the way that you guys talked about it being so casual um so I didn't love that part what did you think about the gambling den and her first meeting greed I love that (laughs) I love that I loved how just like it felt very six of crows to me like it felt very like I was like instantly transparent to the crow club like I was like this is so great but you know she meets greed and he's got this gambling den and it was like it reminds me of like casinos there's no windows like they just like you know they're constantly like putting stuff in the air to keep you like there and awake and um you can't tell what time it is outside and um yeah I thought it was very it was it was it was such a cool kind of like again she's so great at describing you know building that world and describing the scenery and you just feel like you know you're in there with her being jostled around and people yelling for drinks and playing games and the smoke in the air and it was just so it was yeah it was very I really I really like that one so and then um yeah I I love how she has one interaction with greed and then the rest of the time she's like I hate greed like she's yeah, straight yeah. up just like <laughs> but I like that she is so clever and this is very early on in her character arc and he's like align with me and she's like no thanks I've like already been offered by so many people hair flip and then he's like uh what and she's like yeah you know like everybody wants me it's fine and then he's like okay fine fine I'll answer like one question and she's like tell me about you know the horn of Hades or the gates of hell or whatever and he tells her and then she's like okay well how do I get rid of a demon curse and he's like you already asked a question and that's so classic that's the most classic like give me three wishes and then you know Aladdin being like you're not strong enough I bet you can't get us out of this cave that wasn't a real wish you know it's like that shit like everybody gets that or where you ask you don't ask a question you just say a sentence so I like that I thought that was funny it's very classic but it was good and I think it was like really well played out and I yeah I love her hate of greed just instantly and she's like hated greed and their banter is perfect because he's like you know trying to put her in her place and she's like Yeah. yeah but I outsmarted yeah. you. Gotta go. Bye. Peace. And then she's like, he's after me. And he, I mean, he wasn't. He was just like, okay. Like, but it's yeah. just so funny how she's like, hate screen. But um, and then he how did her after you, the snake. Yeah. How did you feel about before that? How did you feel about the whole bride situation? And basically a witch having to marry the devil. So there's the 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 seven houses right the seven houses which represent the seven sins um and pride who is associated with the devil is theoretically is theoretically is the devil like that's who he is um but he's also pride so um and he can't leave his realm because of some curse that some the first witch put on him um and you find out that his first wife was murdered there's not really much about it and he's looking for a second wife so he can break some curse so he can come back. And so um, he's looking for a bride and her sister was murdered because she was supposed to be a bride 
to pride. And so uh, it rhymes. I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. Um, <laughs> but all of these girls that keep turning up dead, I have 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 basically signed their souls over to house pride and um they all end up dead and so they're trying to figure out why people are trying to kill these brides basically and what is going on and who it is and all these things so um how did you feel about that whole the curse and the whole bride situation i feel like there's got to be more dark witches than they're letting on or at least more like claudia because it seems super sus that all these girls would like, I mean, I think it maybe is something to do with them being young, but it seems super sus that like all these girls would align themselves and be willing to like marry this demon. If all of these horror stories and like folk tales and stuff are true, I get why Victoria does it because she's like the rebellious sister, but I feel like there's more like dark witches out there or ones that are like aligned with kind of or neutral. Like- and that yeah. was something that Rath says too. I mean, he says it towards the end of the book, but he's like, there's no good or bad. There just is. He's like, yeah. the princes of hell aren't good or bad. We're not good or evil. We just are, yeah. you know, and there's no good or bad magic. It's just learning how to use what you need to use to survive. And you weren't taught that because you're shrouded in this, in this, bullcrap ideal of a light witch that doesn't use dark magic and I think a lot of it is you know these witches that were practicing quote-unquote dark magic understand that balance and they understand what's necessary and the sacrifices and how to defend themselves and how to defend their families and they're prepared for these these things and they understand I don't I don't think they grew up with the horror stories that Nona was was telling the girls you know what I mean? or at least to that extent you know what I mean yeah, yeah, so definitely. um but that was very that was a very interesting concept where he's like you know we're not good or evil he's like we just are you know yeah. and yeah. so I thought that was very interesting yeah I feel that like concept. there's I don't know it's like it's hard to tell if these girls were just young and wanted like power or if they knew kind of what they were getting themselves into but I have a feeling there's just more of the like sort of dark magic witches out there than there were yeah that had not been told to to stay away from or didn't know the stories of like the first witch and all those sorts of things and like all the evil that it could bring because I think it's strange I don't know I just I guess if some like tall brooding man like asked me to be his wife in an alley, I would say yes, but also I would say no. So also, I don't know. <laughs> also, it's a red flag for me. So I don't really so know a, how they can. If a man them. follows you into an alley, no matter how beautiful he is, don't agree to be his wife. You might end up in hell. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how they convince these girls to like do all of this unless it was power. So that's my theory is there's just more like witches out there that didn't have that. Sort yeah. Of, like, I mean, my theory concept. is just that, yeah, it's been, they're neutral. They understand yeah. that there is no good or bad. There just is magic and it's how you use it. Whereas, you know, you know, she's like, we only bring magic from the elements of the earth. And it's like kind of the same thing as like, you know, the blood sacrifices and et cetera, et cetera. And like, you know, they, they're like, they're, you know it's either good or bad it just is and so uh I think with them the stories they grew up with were more like yeah I mean they just you know they're bad or they're just they just are you know what I mean and it is they're part of this prophecy and sure they grew up with different lore regarding 
the first witch and the princes of hell um then probably uh the the twins did but who knows again you don't you don't get that because none of the families were together because it was too dangerous because of like witch hunters and stuff like that so you don't get any of the lore from you only get the lore from like claudia's family a little bit but you don't really get anything else from really any any of the other families yeah i wish there was just a little bit more of like I don't know the witch lore in general i would have loved to see a little bit more about the families or the stories or maybe even a prequel carrie if you run out of ideas we're always in for a real good prequel i would have liked that about the that first would witch. be good with like the first witch and pride and his wife and the whole and like how the all the covens like decided to break up just like that would some be good ideas. i'm be just good. here for the ideas yo uh <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think about send me an arc of it <laughs> yeah i'll read it i'll i'll review it um, what did you guys kind of think, or what did you guys, what did you kind of think about the invisible demons, like stalking her in the night? Did you? That's terrifying. Literally things whispering to you, like, can you imagine walking around at night and some little thing is like, you know, whispering and you're all fucking creepily and you can't see shit and it comes in and splits your grandmother's throat? Absolutely not. That is some paranormal shit I ain't fucking with. Like, yeah, that's no. literally no. The answer is no. It's a no for me. <laughs> I agree. And I think the setting was so good and it, it makes us more spooky than it is sort of like this romanticized version of it. Like she really goes through some shit in this book, you know, and she has some real issues. And, and I think her internal battle with like choosing the easy route of having wrath be her protector and all the things that she goes through with the ignorance of how she grew up and all that kind of stuff is a really good character arc for her. And it, I think it's, it's a fun thing to read about how she decides to, you know, kind of do things on her own. And she's not like a, a raw, raw, beat your chest, stand up. I'm a strong female main character in the same way that a lot of these other ones are. So I, I liked that she really had to make these decisions to be like, I don't need him to protect me. I think I'm going to maybe potentially be able to get out of this, but there's like a 50, 50 shot that I will die. And I think I'll be okay. So I'm going to go attack this giant snake demon oh my and gosh. see how this goes. That gives me some major Jafar vibes. I'm just going to throw that one out there. Okay. For real. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought of anything else, I don't know who you are, but that gave me some serious Jafar vibes. I was, I was, it was very Medusa vibes for me. Like very like, like, like a um, giant snake. Just the what one. What is it? Um, ah, what's the first one? Not Wrath of the Titans, but what's the first one? Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. That one. Medusa has like a snake body, like a straight up like snake body. And that's just like all I was picturing was like that like she's not just like a woman with like snakes on her head she has like a yeah. snake body and that's what i was picturing i was like jafar and or the basilisk oh that yeah that's a that's a good one <laughs> in his little chamber of secrets there <laughs> oh man i like i i just i laugh so hard because like first of all you would never convince me to go into a room with a giant snake ever nope amulet mm -hmm. or not i'd be like well it's a lost cause i gotta go that by. sucks you just gotta wait for it to give it to you. Pick that bummer. Did you think something like serious was gonna happen to her, or did you think oh, that yeah. Wrath is gonna come save her? I was like, she's she's well after she got bit or before she got bit. <laughs> um, Both. Um. So I had expected her to get bit. Um. I that was like not shocking at all. I was like, of course. And so, um. But I. And I always, I also expected Wrath to show up because, you know, he's like, I'm not going to help you. And then of course, obviously he is because I'm like, let's come on guys. That's the, the whole point. Is, That's the, the whole slow point. Burn is real. 
And so, you know, he comes and saves her and is like, I'm going to save you. And he talks about sacrificing something and he has to sacrifice something. And he never actually talks about what that sacrifice is. And so I'm like, Easter eggs, man. It's just like, I'm like, what? what I'm like taking these notes. I'm like, what are these things that are going to like come up? Because I have so many questions. Like what did Rath sacrifice? And what did he like claim or whatever? What did she sacrifice? These dresses. Yeah. For a friend. pop up into my like, some really pretty dress but that's my way okay, i know way. right <laughs> but um i yeah this whole like she talks about they like kiss and then he like draws an s on her neck with his tongue basically and you're like that's strange Nine and then, yeah and so she like wakes up and is like angry with him she's like what did you do to me and he's like i saved your life that's what I did. And then, you know, she's talking about everything. And I love how petty she is. And she's like, go away. And she like, sets him back to the summoning circle. And it's just like busy about it. She's like, that was kind of mean. I probably shouldn't have done that. I'm going to go find Wrath. Like, she's like, thanks for this nice floor bath. Get out of my face. Goodbye. <laughs> I love that. Talk it out. So I love how she just like kind of is like broody for a minute. And she's like, that was mean. I shouldn't have done that. I'm going to go find him and apologize. Like, she's just. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love her character. And I I I do. I love the element of a nice, like fancy dress that represents like how you're feeling and all that. It feels very Carval to me. And I I loved it. And I love how he is. You can kind of see exactly what he's saying at the end that like they're not good and they're not bad. And him trying to show that in ways of like, I'm paying attention to you. And here's this like bath full of elements. And I'm like saving your life and all that kind of stuff that he's trying to show her that like one, they didn't like choose this life and two that there are options to be just sort of what we like to call morally gray yeah how did you how did you feel about the first that you know they're her and him are her and Rath are investigating you know after this whole situation of her getting bit by the snake and him saving her and then they all they go out and they investigate so they're investigating his her sister's murder and they go to where she was murdered so the monastery and how did you feel about this whole like interaction between Antonio and Rath? <laughs> this is one of those times where it felt very like, I don't even know what the, like Castile from Supernatural, where it's just one of those ones where it's like no filter. They're clearly not human. And he's like, have you had interrelations with that man? And you're like, what are you asking? Like, I'm confused. Or what did he say? Like, have you lain with that man? And she's like, you don't ask those questions. Like, yeah. that's rude. And yeah. Those ones are just so funny. And it's like, he's still in earshot. He can hear you. Okay. Yep. And you're like, so embarrassed by these people who have I no love- like social. He's like, he's like, your pulse skills. is like, is moving really quick. And he's like, so is his. And I claimed you. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, Rath, you were, it's like these otherworldly beings and you, yeah. you, you get these reminders that he's not human. And that's like something that like, I think she does so well throughout the book and reminding you that he's not human. Like right. him, like trying cannolis for yes. the first time. I'm like, I'm like, same cannolis are the best thing. In the- I just like what she favorite dessert. She's like, I will not take my body with humanly things. <laughs> She's just like, like, oh my God, yeah. I love how he's like, and you brought me those those delicious things. He's like, I didn't know where else to get them. And she's like, it's a good thing he doesn't know how popular they are. (laughs) And he can get them everywhere. Like, I was like, this is the best thing ever. But yeah, I I just, I love that. And um, 
you know, they're just like banter and it's just, they're so, it was so good. It was just so chef's chef's kiss. Um, what were your thoughts on Antonio? Did you find him shady AF? Like he was so creepy from the beginning. I'm like, he's like, I'm a man of God, but I'm going to flirt with you and like, try to like be all fucking creepy and hang all over you. Like, like he just was like, I didn't, he was, he creeped me out from, I creeped me out from the beginning. Like, I don't know why he just like, you have good monitoring skills. Follow what Jason I, has to say. Yes, I don't know. He just creeped me out from the beginning. I'm like, this dude's sus. Like, did you really? Either, I definitely didn't. I was like, oh, well, I, there you go. Nice love triangle. Immediately, I was like, he's either a witch hunter, a werewolf, or just creepy as fuck. Like, he's just like one of those three. <laughs> and he turned out to be two of those. Yeah, yeah. So, oh man, I'm a huge fan. I thought he was, I was like, oh, it's going to be a nice love triangle. I'll take some of that action in there. As it turns out, I hate love triangles. I was so happy there was not a freaking love triangle. I thought there was going to be though. Like I was like, oh, this is how she's going to put this. Like a small love. This is why I hate love triangles because like, she's obviously going to choose wrath, but in like, he's her childhood love. La 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 la. That's why I hate love triangles because it's always like unrequited from the other end. Anywho. That's funny that you thought he was super sus the whole time. That's interesting. He's so creepy. He's just, I don't know what it was about. Very apparat vibes. Oh, he just like. I don't know. He was just too like a man in brown just can't get a bite. <laughs> I think I think my my um I think my like creepy like Any, I, like it's like Scooby Doo. Anybody that's that's introduced that's not the main character is obviously the suspect. The first person, yeah. <laughs> no, I I think I was thinking about this too because like um, I was listening to Disney songs yesterday because that's what you do. And I was like, Count Frollo from The Hunchback of Notre Dame really like screwed up my like perception of like fictional religious figures. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? If that makes any sense. That's some dark <laughs> shit there, but so true. You know what I mean? Like, yes. he's so creepy. Like, points super, were made. So creepy. Like, he's. So true super creep i can't yeah. believe we watch that as children if I you have children see. nowadays do not let them watch the hunchback at Wichita. it's so creepy <laughs> very disturbing He's so creepy like i i watched it not this is a tangent but i watched uh hunchback in Notre Dame a couple a couple months ago and i was like like when he's like in the in the church and like smelling her hair and his whole like creepy like like either you die in the pits of hell or you become my like my consort like it's so creepy he's so gross he's uh, he has to be the creepiest disney character of, of all time, time. him of all and time. um the guy the bad guy from tarzan oh They're him and and the bad guy from um from pocahontas oh yeah oh he's yeah he's too. super creep <laughs> all of these are fair uh yeah that's... Disney villains some Disney villains are great Count Frollo is the ultimate creep yeah he uh, gives me hives just to think about it <laughs> so that might be Antonio that's fair I'll give him that I'll give him that <laughs> he's Count Frollo I'm just gonna imagine that this is like nice hand cannon for you all like creepy old man when he's like <sighs> He's like supposed to be a, like a good looking young guy, but no. Yeah, head now we're gonna head cannon. He's like creepy Count Frollo with the weird nose and the like buggy eyes. The nice hat like, situation going yeah. on with his tail feather. Yeah, okay. <laughs> fair enough. Um, at what point were you You're like, welcome. 
Did you figure it out? Or you're a solver. Did you figure it out before who had killed her sister or was that like a surprise to you? I was surprised who it was. Okay. I was very surprised. Uh, not very surprised. I wouldn't say that. I had a feeling he had something to do with it. I just didn't know where, like I said, like I said earlier. So, um, yeah, we'll get to it when we get there. No, but, that's fair. That's fair. I just, um, before I forgot. I wasn't, I wasn't too, I wasn't too surprised, but I was, I don't know. I didn't expect it, but I wasn't shocked. Yeah. I think she did a good job of like kind of making you think back and forth, like it's either Prince of Hell or it's the Witch Hunters. Obviously that's what we know. Yeah. But I think she did a good job of kind of going back and forth and you really questioning it. I think from the beginning, I was like, oh, it's gotta be the Witch Hunters. And then about mm-hmm. halfway through, I was like, maybe it's not. Maybe it's, and I was maybe like, it's greed. We all hate greed. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, it's definitely gotta be one of them. Like maybe it was a demon. It was just like very, very much yeah. like a, I'm not going to say it. Maybe it was a demon felt like that to me and I was like okay it's definitely a demon it's definitely and then at the end I was like okay I'm getting whiplash at this point but she did a good job of convincing you either or when she wanted you to be convinced of that so kudos to you Carrie it's totally fair (laughs) I appreciate that um vampires up in here oh yeah so she she runs into I don't even know what his name is but some vampire there's all this back and forth with her and Raph you know kind of exploring and they're trying to find another bride they find her but she's already dead um actually both of them that they that they try to contact die so that's really sad um one of them is Claudia's her best friend's cousin and so that's like you're like shit man someone within the houses whether it's a prince or whomever betraying pride basically and Raph is like confused he's like I don't understand I don't know anyone who would do that like he's very adamant that envy it that it's not envy and he wouldn't do that because he doesn't want to risk his house and da 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 <laughs> and I love how Amelia's like it's envy like every time she's like it's envy like she's like it's got envy written all over it and I was like I love how she's so just like it's envy and Rath is like no 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 it's not envy it's not envy and she's like it's envy and they go back and forth and back and forth and you know, let the woman do the work. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. She's never wrong. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> I um I know many other things happened in between. I was very shocked by the him capturing her whole family and uh-huh. sitting down like an evil villain in their yeah story. Like portion of I was it. expecting her to be like, so tell me all of your plans now, evil villain. Like that's like how I felt. Yeah. Like- <laughs> it was weird. I I, I like the scene, but I was very shocked by it. like I did not expect her to come home to that and him be like, give me, I mean, obviously we knew he was going to be like, give me the amulet, but I was shocked that that whole situation went down and that they weren't like smarter and protected their house better after all the things that have happened thus far. Well, they she was did. Like, Claudia did, but they, he like scrambled their brains. And he's like, oopsies. So sorry about that. Sorry. Sucks to suck. I don't know. Yeah. I just was like, I, I was shocked by it. I didn't think that that was how that was going to go down, but yeah, I liked that she kind of called wrath out mm-hmm. straight away and was like so i heard a rumor that make you out, need make a soul out, make out. <laughs> yeah you need one final soul and that was again where it came in with the blood oath like was right. selling the soul was that like was that gonna be it was that gonna do yeah. it that's my question but i or I we didn't or, cover this or would it would it seal the marriage bond because what she said her little latin incantation um he's like you dumbass you just like 
married us <laughs> like we're engaged like you're now engaged to prince of hell and it's all your fault um and she like again i don't understand why he didn't just tell her that though i was confused by this too because so this is there's a fan theory that we'll talk about kind of at the end and this is the one where i was a bit can this is where i think it convinced me more of all of this, but I agree. It was like, it was so weird the way he was so cagey about all of that. And was like, I don't want to tell you anything because you know, you know, no. And we're like, nobody knows. It's like, what do we know? Are we supposed to know? Like clearly she doesn't I don't know. know what's going nobody on. knows. Can you like I give me a play by play? With my hands. Like, yeah, literally. that's literally what I felt. So I agree. Like, I don't understand that. And this is like, I don't know, there's probably like an, uh, another hundred pages left in this and they are really icy towards each other for the rest of this book. And I feel like we had such a big buildup to this last bit here. And you're like, okay, so they're finally like developing a relationship, whatever. She calls him out on his shit. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, never mind. I'm kind of done with you and good luck and sayonara hasta la vista. Sex to sex. And, and you're like, like, you're still married to him. Fuck. Like you're still betrothed. Like you still have the tattoo. Like, and again, this is also another question I have. We'll get to it later in our series, but this is another question I have later on. But like, yeah and so yeah so basically she's like all right fine screw you so she like takes off and she this whole like secret door werewolf situation was so strange that's what I'm saying I liked the mystery aspect of this where it was like okay I found the gambling chip it's got a crown on it oh let me go find the secret gambling den okay I saw fennel (laughs) what a weird choice um on the back of her like little necklace thing let me go see if I can like find this fennel again and then you're yeah. like oh wait I found this rusty hook and I was like yeah, let's just pull the rusty hook it's fine I, I like this y'all it was very scooby-doo it felt so like, yeah hey guys I found a clue which I mean, <laughs> we love that but that's just yeah. how it kind of felt to me and then it's like oh it's obviously got to be this guy but I mean obviously there's a ton of bad guys in here but it felt very yeah. like scooby-doo to me like pull this and hey guys look <laughs> escape room situation this book moves oh no look, <laughs> bookshelf moves everyone uh, just like scooby and shaggy just get turned into another dungeon area yeah um yeah so she finds this like secret tunnel um and she goes down in there and she had originally lost so when her grandma got her throat cut she had lost her own like charm situation and we find out that these like charms these necklaces that both of the girls had were actually the horns of hades and they're like a key lock situation to keep the gates of hell closed basically is what it is and the gate you find out that the gates of hell are starting to kind of crack kind of kind of crack open this was very reminiscent of um I know I talk about her every time. Sherilyn Kenyon's uh, Dead Man's Cross series. That's kind of a premise in those books is like the gates of hell are like breaking and this like ship of like demon hunters has to like stop the world from ending basically. But it was very reminiscent of that. I was like, oh, I like that. But, you know, so they're trying to stop the end of the world. So she's like, okay, I need to find this other thing because Envy has my family. I need to bring these to him so that I can get my family back and save them basically. And so, um, she finds her little necklace. Rewind. So prior to this, um, when Envy is like chilling with the fam um, and has her family, she like goes back or whatever to talk to him and I think get more answers. I can't remember exactly why she went back, but she gets she in goes, a fight with Wrath. That's what it is. When she calls yeah, him out. She, yep. Mm-hmm. And so she goes back and he's like, 
you learn the truth, haha, and evil. And so she, like, yeah, very like, and so she, you know, is talking, he's like, it's very unfortunate that your grandma is never going to be able to practice magic again because her voice is gone because I cut her throat. And then all of a sudden, grandma's like, hey, you thought, and fucking sends his ass to another dimension. <laughs> Like she, there's a line in there. I think that says that she whispered something to him or he whispered something to her. What's that line guys? I'd like to know. Do you know, this is another question. She says something to him before, right before she sends him back. There's like a mention of that. I thought it could be lying. Anyway. So she, grandma zaps him back to hell. And then, um, <laughs> then Amelia's like, you have some explaining to do Graham Grams. Like I like, this is, there's some stuff going on. I found it. Oh, what is it? It says the final image burst through the end of the chimera or whatever. Now all five charms burst with purple light. Nana walked over to where Envy stood frozen, leaned in and whispered something that made his eyes widen even more. She then planted her hands on his chest and sent him straight back to hell. Oh, I don't know what he said. That's what I'm saying. That's my other question is like, what did Nana say? What are you whispering it, in his ear, Gam Gam? We'll, we'll talk about theories later, but I got my, my list of theories going on in my head right now. I don't know. But yeah, basically she goes, okay, you have some explaining explaining to do. And she's like, yeah, so those are the horns of Hades. Um, I'm a really powerful witch. Um, he's going to be back. So you should probably leave. Like, like, like you're, you know, we're just like, we don't have to talk about this whole prophecy thing where you might have to marry the Prince of Hell to save the world. <laughs> I was just like, you couldn't have like told him. You couldn't have like. She gets made... all like serious, and I was like, yeah, this is serious. But she's like, <sighs> we'll figure it out. You go. You just like ta ta for now. We'll see you later. Peace out, Girl Scout. See ya, Austin and Never. Ha <laughs> ha. Bye. Literally. And then she's like, and so, oh, fennel, fennel, on my way. I was like, that, yeah. That and then she weird. Yeah, it was it was strange. And then she, you know, finds the rusted hook and is like it's bringing me toward this, like, this one single hook, and then she's, like, pull, pull lever, and secret door, and so she goes down there, and she finds her little charm situation, um, and then, um, she, she gets it, and she feels like she's being watched, basically, and then she, like, goes to take off, and someone grabs her and shoves her in an alcove, did you expect Wrath to show up in this situation? I didn't because he was so icy to her at the end of this. And I thought I was like, oh no, here we go. It's going to be like a big struggle to get them to like come back together. So I actually didn't anticipate him coming and finding her. And because it felt like it was such a like hidden passage that nobody knew about. That was, I don't know. It just, it, this felt like one of those scenes where she was going to have to handle it herself, but it goes kaputsies. Yeah. Did you? It goes dark real quick, man. Like I, I expected it because she you know the notion of being sliced from groin across was just very vulgar it was like yeah that's aggressive yeah let's just let's just like spill your guts man like it was very graphic and he's like talking about how she's talking about how wrath is like you need to run run and he's like with his dying breath he's like go like it saved herself and she's just like panics and freaks out again and she like is basically trying to like shove his innards back in his body and like she's like can't leave me can't leave me like don't die don't die and then he like 
dies and then he disappears and so she's like well shit like this is not good because this happened with well didn't happen but kind of did you know when she found lust when there was the whole like revel on the beach and the bonfire and all this stuff and wrath like got mad favorite scenes ever I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it was so really good. good it was so good so so good so that's where she meets lust and wrath gets gets very angry and stabs lust in the chest and his heart or his lungs rather he punctures a lung and sends him back to uh to the uh the underworld basically <laughs> and so he uh basically raf gets sent back to the underworld and he has to recover so she's like well he can't help me like and she has this moment of like i thought he was all powerful but he's not and like it's like this whole situation and then envy is like yeah it was me the whole time like i i was the spy da 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 and you're like oh dang man and then um and then she like puts the like the pieces together the little um the horns together right and then scares off envy and envy was like i will see you soon and then like bolts and then she goes and finds and uh what is his name um her dominico um she goes and finds his father and finds out that they're essentially werewolves and um plot twist yeah and you're like i didn't see that coming i did not see that whole like werewolf situation shapeshifter situation like sired to forever in contract with well blah blah blah. (laughs) the thing is she goes yeah that and then he goes yeah we haven't been able to like actually turn for about 20 years and her and her sister were born 18 years ago and i'm like hmm interesting that you know around the same time they were born like you haven't been able to shift for their entire lives and now all of a sudden one of them is one of them is dead another one has basically is betrothed to a prince of hell and now you can all of a sudden shift so that's interesting i found that very interesting um theories <laughs> things are happening and so all these easter eggs but what a um, chaotic book of critters I will oh not lie. man and so i love it i'm living for it and so you know she is like okay where is he and he's like well he's at the monastery and so everything keeps coming back to the monastery there's like all these you know she finds claudia outside the monastery her sister was murdered in the monastery like dominico keeps going there so she's like something is off here yeah and so you go to the monastery and she's got here's these whispers and then she gets kind of locked in this room right and i'm gonna walk towards whispers i'm just gonna say it right now Mm -mm. no my name is Mm -mm. no my sign is no the answer is no (laughs) as i said earlier otherworldly whispers and creepy ass demons paranormal shit shit i don't mess with like no and so (laughs) and so she goes down there and then you find out that um antonio's the bad guy he's the one that's been murdering all these girls and again were you shot were you shocked when you when you found out it was him i actually was i think if i remember correctly i was genuinely surprised in like a oh that makes sense kind of way I think for a majority of it, I thought it was going to be witch hunters because I don't know. It just, it was too good 
to be like a demon or too easy to be like, oh, it was one of the princes like trying to sabotage him, blah, blah, blah. I mean, in theory, it is one of the princes and the way that Antonio was like, an angel told me to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I need to stop saying things like that. But I, I was surprised. I think I thought it was going to be a different monk brother person. Thing. The one that was like, she talked about being like evil. I can't remember what his name was. Yeah. Like. The creepy, like older dude that like came yeah. in to help them. I thought the it was other count Frollo. Yes, definitely. Count that's Frollo. the real count Frollo. <laughs> I thought it was going to be him that had like maybe brought Antonio into the fold. And he was like, yeah, by the way, he like convinced me to kill all these girls or like he convinced me to kill like a very them. archbishop Reed situation. Yeah. It felt like that to me. And so I was a little surprised. Um, yeah. What about you? you said I, no. <laughs> yeah. I, as I said earlier, I thought he was either going to be a witch hunter, a werewolf or a creep. And he turned out to be a witch hunter and a creep. So um, he, he just like, I don't know. I felt, I, I just had this feeling that there was something, he was too involved in so many things. And when he disappeared after the whole, like, I, I feel like Envy was the angel that was, that was coming down to him and like telling him about all of these girls because he, Claudia is kept at, is like captured by Envy. The only person that isn't is Antonio and Antonio should have been there. So I feel like Envy was the angel that was like whispering things in his ear and saying, yeah. okay, these are the brides, you know, cause he is the one that he, he even, he even says, he's like, yeah, I'm the one that, that betrayed pride. And, and so trying to sabotage him this whole time. Right? Yeah. And so I feel like Envy is the quote unquote angel that's been helping Antonio to like murder all of these women. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was really dark and I, did love how she straight up was like taking no prisoners man when it came to like Revenge. making yeah literally making him piss his pants she was like and scene <laughs> uh-huh yeah so I, did you expect the pride kind of taking his body situation to happen slash her keeping him prisoner for a mm-mm. minute there <laughs> i did not expect she really went all crazy for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't expect pride to like possess someone. He can't really, you know, take form because he can't necessarily be in that realm. But I think that our really theory... shocked me when he like uh, shows up and has a conversation with her. I wasn't expecting that at all for pride yeah. to come forth. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And if our theory is correct, there's a reason he didn't come forth and possessed Antonio instead of actually coming forth as his true self and so you know you find out she's like you know align yourself with with me then she says let me think on it (laughs) situation and then she kind of goes back to the house and tries to summon wrath this part was so sad to me like so sad and she's like trying did you think he was going to show up I didn't and I thought it was really heartbreaking where she's like I don't have his dagger and I needed the gold and like I can't find it and then she opens the drawer and she's like there's a ring in there and it it, (laughs) the emotion in it is so good like the ring on the olive branch like you know I'm extending a twig she's like we call it an olive branch but that's fine like yeah it was so like so cute so wholesome and her I I love 
the next day when she says she's going to wear dark purple because she's like not mourning and she looks like she's dressed for battle and then has that conversation with pride and it's like yeah i'll get back to you like i'll get back to all your brothers you big uh -huh. and it kind of goes from there what did you so let's kind of like i guess we're almost at the ending but did you expect wrath to show up and like when did you think he was going to come back again i kind of I didn't think Raph was going to show up because, you know, when it, with everything that happened with Lust, Lust was out for like two weeks, two weeks, he was like incapacitated. So I didn't expect because literally Raph had been gutted and died. Like Lust didn't die, but Raph did. So I didn't expect him to show up, which was so heartbreaking because you're like, he's not going to show up. And this is just like really, really bad. This is going to be really bad. So you're just like, ah, and so, and I'm like, there's not many pages left. I'm like, not okay with this. And so, yeah, like, and what if you, we ended it and he never came back? Oh, cliffhanger. God, don't say that. And so, um, literally, you know, she, she's, you know, says the whole, I'm not dressed for, you know, battle kind of thing. And she goes to the cave and she summons him and who shows up? <laughs> Freaking wrath. And you're like, no and she talks about he like he's not acting the same he's not looking at her the same and she's like heartbroken because she like she's heartbroken because she thought one that he was gone and dead and that he was really injured and he's like no mm, you thought wrong and then like two that she actually like cared for her and she he like tricked her and all these things and it was so heartbreaking and then all of a sudden and then finally she's like you know what screw all of you. I'm going to take all of you down. Like she just gets this very like, fine, I'm going to be the queen of hell and I'm going to make your guys' lives fucking miserable. Like I was like, get it. <laughs> and so I was like, same hell hath no fury. Like, you know what I mean? And so, Absolutely. And the so last I was line like, of this book is gold. Just, just perfection. And so, um, you know, she aligns herself with house pride signs, her name and blood basically and then her and Raph like dip out basically and um Four unfortunate souls yeah literally yeah I, yeah so you know and she like you said the last line she says I hope the kingdom of the wicked was ready for a vengeful queen and I was like yeah get okay that's embarrassing scary time okay wait so let's say final thoughts slash uh, star ratings, and then we'll go into theories. So my final thoughts, I thought this was really well-crafted. I said this when I read it originally, and I say it now that I've like re kind of read through the whole thing. This is a very good YA book. I think the spice level is fantastic for a young adult. I think there is a good main character that's not unrealistic. I think she has a very good and interesting like character arc. I think that um, she's not unrealistic in the fact that she comes out kind of alien style, just pounding her chest. I'm so great, which I think we need that, but it's also nice to have like an Amelia who is basically a girl and um, can do all of that. I love, I agree with you. I love the original sort of lore that follows the rules of magic and vampires and werewolves and demons and all that sort of thing. So I appreciate that that was all brought in. And I love a retelling on kind of like the biblical element of it mixed in with this idea of witch hunting and all of that kind of stuff in the older times. So I give this one like a 4.25, 4.5-ish. Um, for me, I think because it's YA, I don't love it as much and I wanted a little bit more from it. So I'm excited to see where Kingdom of the Curse goes because it's supposed to be new adult. There was a few times, again, a lot like lore where they're called the same thing, but they have a different name and that got confusing. The Starborn, the Moonborn, the Shadow Witch type of thing where I was like, 
vaguely confused. And um, I think I just wish there was a little bit more of Victoria in the beginning and that character development there with her family and her parents and just like those characters in general, because I feel like she's chasing Raph around and they're like investigating for a large portion of the book that could have been like her relationship with Victoria when she was younger and that kind of thing. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I gave this like a four or five around there. Um, I, it is definitely, it's a YA book. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little brutal in some parts. I mean, someone gets gutted. Um, but, um, so, but I am excited to see where the rest of the series goes. Like you said, it's the rest of the series is supposed to be more new adult. So it'll be interesting to see how the next two books kind of unfold. It is supposed to be a trilogy. So um, I'm expecting another cliffhanger and I don't know how I'm going to survive, but it's going to be fine. Um, and so- um, like already mentally preparing for how unwell I'm going to yeah, be pretty Thursday much, afternoon. <laughs> pretty much. I'm just going to have like a, like a cozy blanket and some wine and like Lord of the Rings on hold to like help me get out of it. But anyways- um yeah I really liked it I love the elements of magic to it I love the, the kind of old rules you know everything has a price I loved all of the like kind of the old like the OG like like character like uh mythological like characters with like vampires and werewolves and witches and demons and things of that sort um I loved the whole seven sins seven houses seven princes of hell situation I love that and kind of the also the biblical references and everything um to you know Samael and Lucifer and all these things and so um I really enjoyed that I thought her world building was just uh, it was so good. I mean, just I, as I said before, you felt like you were just there and it immediately pulls you in. Um, I do agree. I think there, I would have liked a little bit more backstory kind of on the girls and like how they grew up and some of that. Um, I think you get bits and pieces, but I would have liked to see more from Victoria and more um, kind of backstory for them. Maybe some more backstory on the actual witches. So maybe we'll get that in the next book. Um, but yeah, I, I really loved it. I thought Rath was such a good, he's such a good character that their banter back and forth was just so funny and it was so entertaining and just kind of, it was just fun. Um, it was so fun to read and um, I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm very excited to read Kingdom of the Hearst. Yeah, I'm excited to read Stalking Jack the Ripper too because I've heard that that yeah. series is low-key better than this one. So, and I think it's like maybe personal preference, but if this is, if that's better, like I'm just. It's also a complete series. That's so true. That's very true also. So, so we'll have to do that one day, but yeah, yeah I loved this. Okay. Let's get into <laughs> our theory. Series. Theory number one. <laughs> theory number one. Do you want me to start? Go ahead. So theory number one, after I finished this, someone had told me in some bookstagram, this is not my original theory, but I have shared it with quite a few people because I think it sounds so good. Um, the theory is that wrath and pride like amelia and victoria are twins and the reason that he's so cold to her at the very end is not because he's mad at her is because he's pride and he doesn't actually know her very well and that she was able to like summon him based on the powers that be or what have you and he stayed like in the circle and that wrath was actually pride at the very end and that's why he's so weird to her and he doesn't show himself in the version of coming through antonio because she would be like, WTF, you look the same as that dude I like. Yep. Yeah. That's fan theory number one. 
something well, along theory, those lines. <laughs> fan theory number two kind of goes off of fan theory number one because they talk about the princes of hell not actually telling them, telling people their true names because then they can be summoned by, if someone knows their true name, they can be immediately summoned by that person. And so um, they don't say their true names. There's a scene where, the scene where Antonio and um, Wrath meet basically and they're all like you know weird about it and kg and antonio gets all weird and kg she refers to wrath as samael and so samael is depending on what religion you want to look into there's many different iterations of who samael is whether he's you know a roman soldier who is basically the angel of death um he's also known as the left hand of god um it's also said that he is lucifer's brother and he sided with Lucifer and Michael cast him out of heaven into hell. So my theory is that Samael is actually is Wrath. Wrath is Samael and Samael is his actual name because he gets all cagey and weird. And he's like, why did you call me that? What, you know, I'm not the, I'm not an angel, da, 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 da. And so um, he also talks about selling his soul at one point in time um, and being kind of almost human at some point and selling his soul and having a soul at one point in time. So um it's my my working theory is that Samael is actually and he draws an s on her wrath and he draws an s on her neck when when she the whole like claiming situation weirdness or whatever so um i everyone's like maybe it's a snake i think i think it's an s for Samael, but that's just my working theory he's lucifer's brother the angel he's he's also referred to as the angel of death the angel of war um the bringer of death in the beginning of the book when he talks about his like many titles and many names i think he's actually i think his true name is samael that's just me this is just a side tangent if you look on the map and i'm not sure i we haven't discovered this but i'm not sure if it's because we know that wrath is like the main character but the house wrath and the house pride are the exact same size on the map whereas like all the other ones even gluttony or sorry even greed and envy which are supposed to be like the big four their houses are even smaller than wrath and pride so that kind of goes with the theory that like he's much more important than they're letting on and there's a theory this is why i think that they're like twin slash wrath potentially is pride at some point and they switch vice versa because he talks about his hate for witches and how like pride hates witches so much and there's like this all this talk about how much he hates it so i don't know i have some theories that in there he maybe swapped with her when he was like in the summoning circles and things like that that she would have been able to summon him into being because she had his dagger etc etc i don't know those are my working theories yeah i also i also have a lot of questions in regard like regarding because she never talks about the tattoo going away so she's still betrothed to wrath so she's still betrothed to wrath so it's very interesting i don't understand how she would have been able to align herself with house pride that's why i think um, pride you think wrath was pride from the I very think beginning was pride in yes oh and i think that they swapped like cruel prince style um in a couple bits and pieces so like the parts where he's not in the summoning circle i think that that's wrath and i think when he's in the summoning circle it's pride and that's why they have and he could have just like enchanted himself to have a matching tattoo but i think the bits and pieces like that she was able to summon him potentially was him interesting and that's why she would have been able to like align herself with him and he didn't know her that well like when they're when he's in the circle is a different version you know what i mean like all their intimate moments are like outside of it so i think wrath has likes her but pride is the one that she was like chatting with that's a very far-fetched theory but that's my thought yeah as to why i don't know how to align with him i can see it towards the end i don't know if i i don't know if i believe it throughout the book that they switched places 
Um, I think the only reason that she could summon him towards the end, because they talk about it, they said the only the only way you can summon pride or the devil is when you have the two horns or when you have the horns. And she does in the end. Um, and so I feel like that's part of the only reason that he's there. But I do I I do agree with your theory of like them being twins and him because there's no way like like he says like wrath she's like i thought you were like mortally wounded you were literally gutted and he's like no I w- it's fine i'm fine and so i don't know i don't i don't think i, I agree with you i think it was pride and not wrath that was yeah. there but i don't um, remember the whole theory it sounds much better when i read it out loud but it's on my other instagram so yeah Can't read it to be, you guys but it'll be interesting i i wonder if I also have this kind of working theory that because she's actually betrothed to Wrath, that Pride makes her align with his house so that he can then control House Wrath through their marriage. So like a marriage of opportunity and she's, you know, she's aligned. She married both of them? Ooh. That's weird (laughs) because brothers. Sister wife. I don't know brother brother husbands is that the brother brother husbands (laughs) oh man that's very incestuous I don't I don't like that we always love a good brother husband um it's like a really deep dark turn I I don't know that's what I'm saying like I just feel like this one is so many this is like watching a Taylor Swift video like you never know what's gonna happen there's so many easter eggs uh yeah i don't know anyways yeah i don't know i feel i i have again my working theory is that i wonder if nana is actually like the first witch i've thought about that too i was like is she the first witch or is her sister the first witch and they were the original twins (gasps) Ooh, thoughts it was the first witch's daughter that that died that was married to pride yeah but i'm saying was she because she said she was the protector of the um horns of hades was was nana's sister Oh, it was? No, I'm saying, I'm saying my theory is, was Nana's sister the first witch? And she helped her create the spell and the curse for Haiti, for um, Hades. That's my other, that's another thought. Or, or she was the first witch. I don't know. Because she said she was a protector. I feel like, I feel like Nona has more to do with it than she's letting on. Yeah, definitely. So I I feel like she has more to do with it. Um, I, Again, okay, so my my full-on working theory, we're going to talk this out. My full-on working theory, we're going to start from the beginning. Wrath and Pride are twins. They're brothers, twins, kind of the same as above, so <laughs> situation. You know, the, the girls are, you know, and yeah. so, um, and at the end, it's Pride. It's not Wrath. I feel um, that Wrath is Samael. She is now aligned with House Pride, but controls to Wrath, and Wrath they're gonna he's gonna marry her to wrath and then that in a sense is actually gonna actually seal the gates of hell or or open them depending on what he wants but um and then he's gonna have to he basically takes over he's gonna try to take over house wrath because of his alliance with his control over her question logistics if she was to like align herself with house pride but marry wrath is that how that would work out Okay, because he has like control of her yeah. soul, but like yep. she's her husband is Yeah, that. House Wrath. Yeah. What about oh. that would work out well. That makes sense. Those are my theories yeah. as well. I yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think so Nana, those are our those are Nana's our working shit. She knows more than we don't usually them. theorize, but this is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing it a lot more because I feel like this is one of those ones where first of all, when someone told me that, I was like, This isn't true. I'm done. I'm just burning the book. Just kidding. Um <laughs> if they're not twins, I'm out. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm excited that Carrie, I like appreciate that Carrie is going with times where like she started with the mm-hmm. YA book, realizes that like there's so much popularity in new adult now and the amount of, we talked about this in our last episode. I also, like, I also like that she doesn't start her off at like 16 yeah. and then like goes, I, I, I appreciate that she's 18 at the start of the book. She's, I mean, she's still young, but she's an adult. Like she's, you know, and, and so, um, I appreciate that that's how she started it. Um, but I appreciate that Carrie like was realizes how influential her book was on the bookish interwebs and was like, yeah. Hey, wait, left turn. Let's make this new adult. Let's not finish the series out. YA. I mean the potential, the new adult potential with wrath. I but like, I bet, I bet you this series was originally going to be YA. Uh-huh. And then she yeah. was like, I see how popular this is with like how, how popular this genre is becoming. And that uh-huh. like, there's an opportunity here to make this something different because this book only came out like last year, but yeah. Or the year before like last year, a full year ago, yeah, it was in October. Ago. Yeah. Right. And that she was able to like make that and be like, this is, this is a different, we're in a different industry now. Like we're in mm-hmm. a different, I don't know, field of. To recognize that. Yeah. 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 It's very, uh, very smart. Shout out to Carrie. What a gem. Yeah. So. Hey Carrie, Anyways. if you want to come on our podcast and talk about Kingdom of the Curse. Hey Carrie, if you're listening, you're, you're a champion, huge <laughs> fan. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I love it. I this I just I can't. We'll be very different people by next week when we actually like talk about Kingdom of the Curse. But as of now, we are recording this on publishing next day. week. You know what? Next week our theories are probably gonna get blown to shit. Yeah, and we're gonna be sitting here reaching. I'm really glad we didn't. Yeah. We haven't read Kingdom of the Curse yet. Absolutely. We went over these. And we're doing this throne of glass style one week at a time. <laughs> but I, I am glad. Thank God, I, there are eight books. Yeah, same. That's just what I was gonna say. But yeah, we're we're recording this on publishing day, so the hype is real. It's been really fun. We have not gotten our books yet. We have not cracked them open. Um, hopefully, we will get these pretty soon and can record and scream about this early next week slash this weekend. Yes. Um but you guys are hearing this on Monday. So sometime this week, we will be screeching about this and recording. And I'm very excited to see what happens next. I've abandoned the rest of my TDR just so I could scroll through and read like 200 pages of this book today. And I'm in the middle of five <laughs> other books. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I need to figure out what happens. I forgot. I forgot yeah. some of it. Yeah. I need to, I need to, book. I haven't started reading anything because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to. You don't want to muddle your brain because. Yeah. I don't want to tell you in between. And so I'm, I, so I was hoping it would get here today so yeah. I could like read a chapter. Actually, no, I wouldn't have read a chapter. I probably would have stayed read up the all freaking night. Um, so we're not going to do that, Mental but, health-wise, um, it's better for you this way. <laughs> and my, my, uh, sleep schedule and mental health, yeah, um, yeah. are, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for the next I am too. Though. I'm listening. I, oh, go ahead. Oh no, you're good. I was just saying, I'm so happy. It was, it was like worth the hype. Because yeah, absolutely. I was a little worried because it's a YA. I was a little worried. I felt I worried. I read it in the summer. This episode contains spoilers from Kingdom of the Wicked by Carrie Maniscalco and The Raven Boys by Maggie Stavavater. And I was like, wow, this is so good. I can't believe I like waited this long to read it. it I know was, you were like, you need to read this. And I was it like, was oh, so good. It. And now <laughs> I'm like, I need, I need to know. I like was texting you last night and I was like, shouty cats, I need to talk about this now. You're like, hey, do you want to talk about this now? It's 9 p.m. Should we just like hop on? Yeah, literally. I was like, we're recording tomorrow because I have many things to say. Totally fair. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that it didn't come in. Um, you're smarter than I am. I am listening to Crescent City, which is essentially the exact same synopsis. So uh I had a little bit of 
a struggle there for a minute. Cause I was like, wait, which one of these books does this happen? And I need to go back and like flip through and reread this because I felt like the same thing is happening. <laughs> Epic deaths, magic, mystery. Anyways, um, all those yeah, fun things. all those fun things. So I'm Mine excited to, to hopefully read this soon. My order has officially shipped. So inshallah, mine shall be here tomorrow. Shipped. It's just in Kentucky. Yeah. Mine will probably not be here until Thursday or Friday. My, yeah. Mine probably won't be here. Hmm, it might get here late tomorrow. I don't know. It's still in Kentucky. So I don't know. It might get here either late tomorrow or early Friday. So do we have any, so yeah, that's kind of our thoughts. We will do, um, Kings of the Good. I, I like, we'll do kingdom of the cursed next week. Do we have any yes. announcements? Um, let's see. Our, uh, book pick of this month is the night circus. Um, so if you want to, if you've read it or if you want to just read it and join in, um, please do. We have a, um, like a zoom call at the end of the month where we just chat about said books. So if you want to join us, please do uh, go to the link in our bio uh, to go to the discord, to join the group. Um, it's a great group of people over there. It's a lot of fun. Everyone is amazing. We love you all. Let's see what else is going on. I think that's it. I mean, it's just, that's as far as I know for announcements, am I missing anything? <laughs> if you guys are not following us, go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at bookish banter podcast. Kirsten and my Instagrams are linked below and also on the um, Instagram page in our bio. If you guys want to follow us individually on there, sometimes we do fun giveaways like yeah. often and we are super, <laughs> I know we said this last time, but we are super close to 5,000 listen slash download. So if, if we get there by the end of the month, we'll do a super fun giveaway for that too. So tell your friends to listen and download. Yes. Yeah. Share. If you like our episode, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Um, also give us a five-star review. If you, if you love it, um, go over to iTunes and do that or yeah. iTunes podcast, whatever with iTunes. Yeah. iTunes, that thing. I'm, I don't, I usually listen on, listen on Spotify. That's my, that's my thing, but, um, yeah. So go over and give us a five-star review. If you feel so inclined, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, if you have any requests for us to cover, um, this year's pretty much done as far as what we're thinking about doing as far as reading, but, um, if you have any ideas or things that you want to see next year, as far as series, bonus episodes, etc. please, please reach out to us. Um, and we will do our very best to get it on the schedule. So can't believe we're in October. I, it's amazing to me that, um, the end of the year is going to be here in three months. I feel like this year has flown by, but drug as well. So it's been, it's been an interesting year. So, um, we hope you all stay safe and have a wonderful rest of the week. Thank you for joining us this week. And yeah, that's, that's all we have for you guys. We love you all. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bookish Banter podcast this week. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thank you once again, and we'll see you all next week.